Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Power Man Podcast. My name is Rory Paquette, and I am, as always, your very humble host. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really do appreciate it. I know that uh, the world is an absolutely crazy, crazy, insane place, and uh, you have a zillion other places that you can and probably need to be spending your time, and yet you are choosing to spend this small amount of time here with us. It means the world, and I thank you for it. If you want to uh, let us know anything going on in your life, tell us how you felt about the last few episodes, or hey, just ask any general questions, please feel free to contact us. Best way to reach us is on our Instagram handle, at Power of Man Podcast, all one word, at Power of Man Podcast, or send us an email. If you have some longer thoughts, you really want to get into something, start uh, you know digging at it, let's do it. Uh, Power of Man Podcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Looking forward to hearing from you guys, and thank you to all of you who have taken me up on this offer already. After our last episode, we had just a ton of messages, uh, and that was really fantastic. Um, so we had some great back and forths. We had some very good conversations. Um, Tony G, um, um, Allison, um, let's see, uh, Tyler, uh, you guys, man, very, very well thought out points, um, examples. I really, I was impressed and I love those conversations. Please keep those coming. Uh, and just because I named those folks doesn't mean I don't appreciate the other ones, but those are three of our more lengthy conversations. And, um, man, I, I love it. I get so much out of it. It, uh, basically reaffirms that I'm doing something I should be doing up here. So thank you again very much. Um, let's see. I wanted to tell you guys about something else going on. Uh, I've been, um, asked to be a mentor on the wisdom platform, uh, W I S D O M wisdom. Yep. Uh, just one word. You can, uh, find that in the app store if you want. Basically it's folks giving talks on things that they are, um, you know, experts on things like that. So I am, uh, I don't know, the, uh, guy who is the expert in helping, um, husbands and fathers to live an unbroken life. And that's what I talk about on there. So a lot of the topics there are similar to some of the ones on the podcast. Uh, but we go way off the beaten path on wisdom. Uh, you see on wisdom, it's an app where anybody who's listening can jump up on stage with you and can join the talk live. And so if any of you guys would like to talk to me live, please jump over there, uh, get on wisdom. Uh, if you don't have a, a, a user uh, profile over there to free to set up. And, um, if you just click on me and follow me, then every time I go to do a wisdom talk, it will notify you. You'll get a little notification that says, Hey, Rory Pockett's, uh, you know, getting ready to start. He's going to go live about this topic. So we'll give you a chance to, uh, you know, get your coffee and get ready and join the talk and come on up stay on stage and, and talk along with me. So, uh, there is a way for me to do a podcast from that platform so that I could include everybody's comments and that kind of thing. That, that might be fun. I just haven't figured out how to do that yet. So, um, but Hey, like I said, I would love it if you guys would join me on that platform. Um, and we can go back and forth and, and have actual conversations live in front of everybody else. So, uh, it's a really neat platform. Check it out. Uh, it's in the app store. Uh, it's a, a purple silhouette of somebody wearing headphones and, uh, the word wisdom underneath. So hope we see you there. 
Um, one of the things that uh, has been getting to me that I want to talk about today is as husbands, as fathers, you know, we, we talk about it all the time about how we have more on us today than we probably ever have. Um, but one thing I've noticed, especially recently, um, if you have listened to my interviews, you've probably heard that uh, most of the guests that I've had on here have alluded to, at least at one point in their lives, considering suicide. They've mentioned that they wondered whether or not they should still be here. They've talked about how their families might be better off without them. Maybe it's because I'm, you know, doing a podcast, I'm doing, you know, interactive platforms. Maybe it's because I'm, you know, uh, interviewing people who have been through a lot and have come out the other side victorious. Maybe it's just the world we're in today. Um, but it really does seem to me like as husbands and fathers, we have started falling harder and further and longer and deeper uh, than we ever have before. It occurs to me that we're falling and the consequences of us falling are getting worse and worse and worse. It is no longer fall down, dust yourself off, get back up. It's fall down, break several body parts, work like hell to overcome the adversity and maybe get back to where you were at some point. I mean, it's, it's getting harder every day. And I'm noticing that the world is taking its toll on us. Um, you know, pretty good example of, of that kind of thing. And, uh, also an example of, you know, when you fall, it isn't necessarily, uh, that you lost everything. Although, Myself and many others have been there. It's not necessarily that, you know, your, uh, you know, your wife left you or, um, you know, something horrible happened to a family member, you know, or anything like that. It's sometimes it's just the way you feel about you. And I think that that's kind of new to our world as fathers, as husbands. And, um, I wanted to read you a quick excerpt, excerpt, <laughs> sorry, from a, uh, from a book. It won't take long. And I hope that you'll indulge me. Um, the, uh, it's from a chapter in the book and the, the chapter is where we're going to start. And it's only a, a little over a page that I'm going to read you. So don't turn the channel or anything yet. There's a point to this, I promise. And it starts with the day I hit rock bottom. It was father's day. It's one of the days that I actually look forward to every year. It's a day when my kids actually slow down their ridiculous schedules so that they can take a little bit of time to hang out with the old man. But for all of the expectation and enjoyment that should have been, I felt absolutely horrible. I was exhausted, as usual, and I was simply trying to enjoy the fact that I didn't have to work that day. Being tired, being exhausted had become my normal state of being. My body was experiencing a type of constant pain that I had only read about, but didn't really believe existed. My mind was in a constant state of fog and clutter, 
causing me to either cringe from a horrible headache or fall asleep for no reason and with little warning. I would actually fall asleep during conversations with my kids. I was in bad shape, to say the least. Having Sundays off to work had become the only thing that was allowing me to survive my 76-hour work week. I was drinking coffee like it was going out of style and eating donuts as a meal several times a day. But on this day, I was trying with all my might to enjoy the occasion. After a rough morning and a lot of Advil, my kids decided it was time to give me their Father's Day present. They were really excited, and it made me feel better for just a moment that they had put a bunch of thought into what they got me. It was a new smoker grill. It was the perfect gift, and exactly what I wanted. My Father's Day tradition has always been to simmer some good quality brats with some onions and beer and then toss them on a flaming hot grill to finish them off. My old grill had died a grisly death the year before, so like I said, the gift was perfect. I loved it. I loved it so much, but I didn't show it. I couldn't show it. The happiness that came with the great gift from my kids was lost under the wave of self-pity that had been washing over me for days. You see, in the weeks leading up to this day, I had experienced some setbacks. I had just failed at yet another weight loss program. I had given up on ever feeling better and was just eating whatever was in front of me. I had started down a spiral of depression and hopelessness that led me to looking over my life insurance coverage and musing to myself how my family just might be better off without me. Read that again. In short, I was waiting to die. When the gift was presented to me, I couldn't even be happy about it because the thought that was consuming me was, oh God, now I have to put this together. All I wanted to do was rest. If you've ever put together a smoker grill, you know what a simple task that is. That means that you also know how pathetic that thought process was at that moment. That thought those emotions, poured over me like day-old coffee. Even worse, my kids noticed it and thought I didn't like the gift. They put it together for me, and we ended up grilling that night. But I ruined the day for myself, and more importantly, I ruined the day and the gesture for them. I had become the worst version of myself in every way, and I had no idea what to do about it. When they had finished building the grill, my wife took a picture of me holding a beer, standing next to the finished product. When I saw it, when I saw the way I actually looked in that photo, my eyes welled up, and the final dose of pure depression seemed to have finally knocked me down for the count. End quote. For those of you who know, that's an excerpt from the book, The 5% Diet. For those of you who know, that's the book that I wrote. The most recent book I wrote. So the guy that we're talking about there was me. 
I was done. I reread that book the other day because it's really picked up in sales here lately. I've had a bunch of people ask me to sign it for them, which is always cool. That's just awesome. And, um, but I reread it and I read that excerpt. That was 45 pounds ago. An entirely different mindset ago. It was a different life. And yet it really wasn't that long ago. When I read that, I was struck by how far I had fallen. When you look back on the things that happened to you and you say, oh, you know, this hurt, that hurt, you know, I fell down, I lost it all. You get a little numb to it. And frankly, I've used the phrase, I lost it all so many times that it almost doesn't mean anything anymore. I mean, I get what happened and we did lose it all. But I worked so hard and we all stayed together so strongly as a family that we bounced back. And I think we're all a little bit better off for it. And so some of that pain has been uh, numbed out since then. The story doesn't hit me quite as hard. But man, when I read that, when I read that passage that I just read to you guys, I just stopped in my tracks and I, I was blown away by how low I had fallen. Because I remembered vividly how I felt when I wrote that passage, when I was telling my story in that book. And it all came back to me. You know, the pain, the hopelessness, the heartache. And it wasn't that I was, you know, feeling that again. It was that I was reliving the experience of feeling it back when I did. And I stopped and I I couldn't believe that I had actually fallen that far. And then I started reading through some of my DMs, some of my old emails, because I wanted to make sure that I had given, you know, I don't know, given the due to some of the guys who have emailed me and talked to me. I wanted to make sure I wasn't making light of it, you know? And I feel fairly confident that I, that I wasn't, that I hadn't. I certainly hope none of you out there who have contacted me feel as though I made light of your issue when you contacted me about it. But I have a renewed appreciation for it now, having reread what I wrote, which was based on how I felt. So if I did come off that way, I certainly apologize. And like I said earlier, the thing that struck me was how far we as, as men, as fathers, as husbands have fallen, you know, falling into the pit and clawing your way back out as a, a tale as old as time. It's something we've been doing our entire lives over and over and over. 
And as bad as we feel when we fall into the pit, we feel more pride at getting out of it. You know, as much pain as you feel for from the adversity, you feel, you know, even more um, satisfaction from conquering it. But I think we've reached a point where we're falling so far that we need to address it. And I think we need to be aware of it. And I think maybe we need to be aware of it a little bit. I think we need to be on guard so that we're not falling into that pit and just endlessly falling. There's got to be a little bit of control. And I think one of the ways that we do that is by accepting in so many circumstances that we don't have control. I spent a huge part of my life trying to control all of my uncontrollables. I wanted to control how my dad behaved towards myself, my brother, my family, my mother. I wanted to control how my stepdad behaved. I wanted to control how my brother and sister reacted to, you know, everything that happened to them and, you know, to me and how I had to handle things. I wanted to control relationships. I wanted to control how, you know, people who hated me, you know, why they felt that way. And it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. And I think we all do that. I was talking to a friend just yesterday who was just talking about the company that he works for and how, you know, this doesn't happen and this doesn't happen and this doesn't make any sense and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and and he's right. I mean, the company's a wreck, but I I, kind of stopped and looked at him. I said, listen, I get it, man, but all you're doing is just digging your own hole right now. I mean, you have, you have two choices. You can put up with it, put your head down, stay under the radar and keep working it at that company. Or you can leave. And I said, but you're not going to change anybody. You know, this isn't some movie where, you know, you stand up on a, a, a table, you know, with a sign that says union and everyone shuts off the machines and everyone applauds for you. I mean, look, that, that doesn't happen in real life. There are no more Norma Rays. Big companies don't care. <laughs> and what's funny is big companies, you know, who can't find anybody to work for them because nobody wants to come out and work, still believe that they'll replace you in a heartbeat. If you're not happy, get out. <laughs> Which is ironic, but I digress. I mean, that's the bottom line. Stop worrying about the stuff that you can't control, which is, you know, how the company's acting. And just focus on the part that you can control. Either put up with the way the company's acting and keep getting a paycheck. 
or leave and find a paycheck from somebody else. And I spent so much of my life worried about the uncontrollable part. And what happens when we do that? You know, my friend who's sitting here worried about what the company's doing. What, what happens to him? He spends all his time worrying about the uncontrollable. And he gets nothing in return for all that time. Except frustration. A feeling, an overwhelming feeling of futility. And where does that take him? Let's follow the bouncing ball some more. He's frustrated with his life. He's unhappy with his life. Feels like everything he does doesn't matter. And he goes home. And he takes it out on his wife. He takes it out on his kids. He damages relationships that he does actually have some control over. Because he's so bent about the stuff that he doesn't have any control over. And how many of us, every single day of our lives, go through this same ridiculous, self-defeating, self-destructive cycle? Moron. Guys, we do this to ourselves all the time. When I read that passage, even when I just read it, you know, the line about (laughs) I had totally given up on ever being able to lose weight and ever being able to do meal prep or anything else. So I was just eating whatever I felt like eating. Talk about a self-destructive cycle. Holy cow. I am so fat that I can't stand myself. I am so fat that I'm uncomfortable. I can't really live a life. I'm not happy. It's ruining everything. So the way I'm going to, you know, deal with it is I'm going to go eat more bad food. Yeah. I mean, talk about punctuation. Read that again. When I reread my own book, I stopped and I was like, man, are you serious? And I'm like, I I was in disbelief at what I wrote going, dude, what were you doing to yourself? And so, hey, you know, Rory, yeah, you're right. We do that. Uh, So what do we do about it? The same thing that you do to stop drinking, the same thing you do to stop smoking. It's what you do when you want to stop eating bad food. It's what you do when you want to work on your relationship. It's what you do when you want to, you know, save your marriage. It's what you do when you have to decide whether to leave your job, go to a new one, or put up with what you're dealing with now. It's what you do when your relationship with your kids is falling apart. You stop. You take a deep breath. And you make a decision. Gentlemen, that's it. Is it that easy? No, hell no. 
But is it that simple? Hell yeah. All of it starts with one thing. You make a decision to stop. Now, why am I saying stop and not start? Hmm? I'd love to be positive and I'd love to say, hey, you need to start doing this and start doing that. But you know what? It doesn't matter what you start. All the good stuff in the world isn't going to help you if you don't stop destroying yourself. So guys, that's all I'm asking you. Look at your lives. Look at the things you're having issues with. Look at the problems you're having. What's driving me nuts? What do I feel like I have no control over? What's, what's frustrating the hell out of me? Pick one thing. Hopefully it's the worst one, but pick something huge like that. Pick the big one and figure out how to stop. Just stop. Oh, I get frustrated at work. I come home every night. I, you know, I pick a fight with my wife. You know, I yell at my kids for nothing. Okay, stop. Well, I can't stop getting frustrated at work. Work is so frustrating. Fine. You can stop picking a fight with your wife. When you get home, you can take a minute, take a deep breath, and leave work outside. When your wife says, how's your day? No matter how your day really was, just say, it was good. And move into a next chapter of the day. You don't need to relive it all. You don't need to go in and and tell her and the kids how horrible everything was and spread that poison, do you? Leave that trash in a bag outside. It will be there when you come back out for you to pick it right back up and take it right back to work. I promise no one else is going to take your garbage. But make the decision to stop. That's it. If you're completely strung out and you feel like you're frustrated beyond belief, you know what? Don't open the beer. Just stop. You feel like crap, your joints hurt, you know, you you feel like you're dying inside. Okay, don't eat the pizza. Just Stop. I'm speaking from experience, guys. I'm telling you right now. The minute you make a decision to stop the destruction, you will be amazed at how solutions start to just pop up. You will be amazed at how things change immediately. And those solutions and that change and all that positive stuff that's going to come when you decide to just freaking stop. All of those things are going to give you the motivation to come home tomorrow 
and stop again. And when you've stopped the poison enough times, you will start to heal. I know what I'm talking about. I've been there myself. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've had to say, stop to myself. And I've watched men with my own eyes decide not to say stop. As they took another drink and unloaded other wives and beat their kids. You have the power in you. You were born with it. And no matter how far away it might seem, it's there. Brother, it is there. That ember will never fully die out. Ever. All you need to do is make a decision to stop pouring water on it and fan that flame. And you'll find it. Believe me. You'll find it. Gentlemen, we are in control of very little in this world. In a lot of ways. And at the same time, we are in control of so damn much. Because we are, in fact, in control of ourselves. We just have to find the power to take that control back. And I know you could find it. You're worth it. Your family's worth it. Figure out how to say stop. And things will change. And you can believe that. Until next time.